and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin McClue. And Colin Cunningham. And today we watched two movies about two very different kind of beasts. Two different kind of beast creatures. One of them is a lion. The other one is a small action figure. Yeah. That's really fun to watch. And which one is more frightening? Well, we're about to find out when we're going to discuss it. So we watched Roar from 1981 and Attack of the Beast Creatures. From 1985. Yes. It seems like a, one of those words in the title is kind of redundant. You know, beast, beast creatures. Do yeah. like they cancel each other out? It's or like a, is it worse? I don't know. Attack of the creature monsters. Or... <laughs> yeah. That makes it sound awesome. Because you can have a domesticated creature. You can't have a domesticated beast. Because yeah. it's like, roar! That's and that's what roar is about. Lions. <laughs> so you wanted to watch roar. Where had you heard about it, April? Roar... That's a, that's a really hard word. That's a hard word to say. I had heard about Roar uh, previously from just different YouTube channels I follow talking about bad movies. I think it was recently re-released. I managed to pick up a Blu-ray of it, and it was released by Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah, it was through their DVD label. I believe they toured it theatrically as well. Mm-hmm. And this is a film that they essentially sold on the idea of, look at all these people have to deal with real lions. Because like, what is the plot of this movie? And even, like, how was it made? Because both of them are linked together. It's a crazy story because the people who made this movie wanted to make a movie about living with a bunch of lions. And during the movie, they lived with a bunch of lions. And they all almost got killed. It was about Tippi Hedren's family. What was her husband's name? I think it was Noel... Noel something. Lion Man. Let's call him that. Yeah, so they wanted to... Noel Marshall. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. they wanted to make a movie about lions because they had domesticated a lion and one became another and then they just kept collecting them until they were living with them and they somehow decided it would be a good idea to make a movie about living with lions, I guess? So these are stupid, stupid rich people... Who don't know, like, what to do with their money. Because, like, you pitch that. Hey, they're going to live with lions. Will it be dangerous? Yes. Will people get injured? Yes. Will they try to make a family film about how lions are awesome? Yes. And watching the picture, you would have no idea that was their goal. It is a fucking horror film (laughs) right from the get-go. Like, right from the beginning, uh, when you sort of meet Noel Marshall, I guess the director is the star as well. He was married to Tippi Hedren at the time, and all their kids... He uh, looks like a, like, seventh generation, like, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Like a hippie man from the 70s. He looks like a crazier person of, you know, crazier version of Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that. And in the movie, he's living in Africa, he has his house full of lions, and his family visits. Yeah, but, he, uh-oh, he what? mixed up the days! <laughs> this is, so it's this wacky, wacky misunderstanding. It's like a kind of setup that you'd see in, like, Three's Company or something. <laughs> so right from the get-go, I hate this person. He's a fucking idiot. His friend shows up in Africa to his house. This guy has... I don't even, I can't even count. Like a hundred lions just in his so house. Many Not wild just cats. lions, tigers, cougars. Uh, Bears. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> the big thing is they have all these different cats, big cats together that are not meant to live together. Mm-mm. And also, you don't just get 20 lions and put them in a house. They what? are fighting yeah. constantly. Yeah. And the guy is constantly saying stuff like, oh, you know, they're just nice if you get to, like, biting his hands. He's trying to tell his friends, his his buddy that shows up at the house, he's trying to sort of explain all the benefits of lions, and here's how they behave. And And his friend is like, you're crazy. His friend is, you're crazy. And as he's explaining this, 
you know, to the audience as well, like these are beautiful animals, he's being mauled and bitten and like scratched. In a way that is obviously not planned, like it's happening on screen. And if you look into the history of this movie, it took many years to shoot. And essentially anybody involved was brutally injured. Uh, oh yeah. Jan Devant, the director the of- The DP. Yeah, and who's the DP of this film, but the director of such classics as Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider? <laughs> Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. <laughs> Speed 2. Uh, and Tomb Ladle. <laughs> Tomb Ladle, yeah. I could not get it out. No. People that were injured in this film include Melanie Griffiths, Tippi Hendren's daughter, who would go on to an acting career herself. Supposedly right. her face was mauled. Um, she had, yeah, like reconstructive surgery on her face. That's right. And like his sons as well, who appear in the movie, were also attacked by the lions. And when you watch the picture, you can believe that. Because like, what is the plot of this movie, April? Well, the plot is this guy owns all these cats and he's a bunch of people come to his reserve which is really just like a cottage in the jungle uh, and he's trying to explain to them we need to protect these cats and they're all saying like you're you're crazy and there's a couple of guys who are like poachers so during this little demonstration all the people who come all get mauled by the cats and they get seriously injured and they leave and this scene goes on for a long time <laughs> there's oh. only so much <laughs> there's like, not very it. much plot in this movie so it's, it's, it's like, you all plot, people getting like involved in, by cats it's like an hour of Lion Man's family which includes Tippi Hedren from the birds and Melanie Griffiths and their two sons being chased around terrorized house <laughs> and like there's no attempt either to make it like funny or a comedy like these lions are coming at them they're covered in blood this is really intense it's I have to really say happening. it is so fucking intense there's that one lion that's just busting through the walls and like the doors and stuff it is terrifying what was your favorite part of this movie oh well, i mean okay i just have to say i like cats. lions <laughs> i like i like like lions. i like cats i'm a cat person so just like seeing that many of them on screen at once like not in a zoo and not like in their natural habitat it's just it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to <laughs> see them interacting and yes it's incredibly violent and in between you know, the violent, scary scenes. There were some cute scenes of them, like, playing. One of them sleeping in the room. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> After all the family gets mauled, they all, like, collapse and and fall asleep in a room because they've been up for, like, 24 hours of being mauled by these cats. And then all the cats lie down next to them and then they all uh, sleep <laughs> together. And then when they wake up... They're all happy, and the uh, the cats love. They love the cats now, even though they are continually hurting them just just by being there. They're like, oh, they're they're hugging you, but the, this the, lion is 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 hurting them. There's a shot where Lion Man is like, oh, he's just trying to hug you, and then he cuts to his son with like his fist in the lion's mouth, and, he's and like, there's, oh! there's blood <laughs> yeah. coming coming out of his. E even the smaller cats are still hurting them. Well, <laughs> the, the main character, the first time you see him. Uh, right at the beginning of the movie, his left hand is wrapped in a bandage, mm -hmm. and uh, you can see blood seeping through it. And later on in the movie, probably 20 minutes later, he gets in this sort of altercation with a lion that swipes at him. And you see it happen. Clips his hand, and he looks at his hand, and it's like, holy shit. And there's a big gash on his hand, and tons of blood. And then he starts wrapping the hand, so... You, you hear, during the movie, the cast, like, scream the safe word that they had, that they had to say in case it got too intense. Melody Griffith says no. Yeah. Yes. That's the director. Screams are Many real. times. <laughs> but, I mean, just the weird thing is that this is clearly a horror movie, and they later packaged it as a horror movie by saying... 
no animals were harmed in this movie. But the humans were! <laughs> right, so... And you see it happen, but they're trying to almost make it seem whimsical with the music, but it just doesn't come off that way at all. It's just frightening, and it's very scary to watch. That I mean, music is very inappropriate. It ends with, like, two songs that essentially <laughs> their chorus is, Stop killing the lions. You know, we kind of watched that little bit with Tippi Hedren afterwards. The husband wanted to make this movie about having, like, lion preserves or... Make it important so lions aren't enemies. And what they ended up doing was a film that's Jaws for the lions. It would be like watching Jaws and saying, you know, this is a movie about, uh, right, you know, right, sure. preserving uh, the preservation <laughs> Yeah, but it would have to end with, like, Jaws, like, they're sleeping with Jaws together. <laughs> yeah, like, well, the one thing I swear to God that bugged the hell out of me is this husband in the movie. Both the husband in real life and the main character is such a fucking idiot. <laughs> the whole movie starts because He's he invites like... his family to live down in Africa with him, goes to the airport to pick them up, crashes his car, crashes his bike, sinks his boat on Takes the way there. days. What did you like about this movie? Okay, well... When it ended! <laughs> no, no, I don't want to say that, but... Uh, yeah, there is something about seeing all those animals... Together, it's insane. You uh, can't steal April's. You no, have to no, make up your own. <laughs> but uh, there was, I mean, there's some amazing shots. I wouldn't say the photography is amazing because it kind of... Jan de Bont. Oh, together. man, you're, you're taking you're Jan de Bont to I'm task? Not, I'm not dissing Jan de Bont, but, there, you know, there were some sort of random cutaways that mm. didn't... It was all edited very strangely. Because but... they had to edit around cats eating people. <laughs> I know. People, they people... kept looking at the camera and knocking. Obviously, they were about to knock the camera over. People are trying to say lines and you know the lions. 20 cats around them are attacking them <laughs> and, and lions pushing them are around. like in front of their faces it's really you know it's very it's awkward comical. and difficult but uh there were some fantastic shots at the beginning the one with him riding his motorbike and mm -hmm. uh there's a galloping giraffe right next to him which is fucking fantastic mm -hmm. uh, amazing and it's just like this amazing like panning shot of this great vista in africa i mean enough about the lines my favorite part was the elephant. Forgot to mention the elephant. <laughs> because the Holy family shit. escapes the house and they're like, ah, finally, we've made it to the shore. No, and no. oh man, there's an elephant there. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and he just like knocks over their boat. He crushes it. He picks up Tippy Henry. He the boat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the elephant's problem was. Uh, he's he not a big fan of the birds. <laughs> 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 Not a He's like, I didn't like Marty though, but not the birds. <laughs> he stomps the shit out. Like, it is flat by the end of this attack. Yeah. And he like spears it with his tusk. And he throws spears it. a barrel that one of the sons is in. And they had a camera inside it. And you could see the tusk come through the barrel. <laughs> I love that elephant. And as that documentary that we watched showed, still alive. Yeah, Probably still alive. still pissed so off, like, too. The best thing is when they're, they're swimming away from the elephants, and the elephant's stomping the boat in the background, and the family swims away. The sort of group of flamingo swim by them, and like, are they going to get attacked by the flamingos now? <laughs> I mean, I was very excited for a hippopotamus attack. As we know, nature's <laughs> true predator. And I'm not even joking. Oh, Look up worse. hippos attack. Yeah, they're terrible. And even though when I imagine hippos, I imagine was like two bucks teeth be like dude I'm a hippo oh, but in reality they're like that big like tusks obliterate a person yeah <laughs> they do they just everybody. like in one of the scenes of this movie 
two, like, I guess the bad guys yeah. get ripped apart. It's crazy. Two pieces. They're <laughs> like, there are more pieces on the ground than could possibly be put together to form two human bodies. <laughs> These are two poachers that were, I guess they're poachers. They mm. were, but they're wearing, like, bullet, like, necklaces. The bandoliers. And they were gonna go and kill the lions yeah. because... I guess they thought that they were dangerous, which they were. They get yeah. so bloodied up in that first scene. They're one of the people that came to the colony in the first place, and so they're coming back, and they're like, I'm going to take their skins and blah, 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 and then there's a there's an evil lion in it named... Uh, I forget his name, but... I, it was I a very funny name, name, too. It was like... Totogo. Yeah, Totogo. Anytime you see him, his mane is covered in blood. They've obviously like done that so you can kind of identify him. I gotta give him a scar. That's how you know who the bad guy is. AKA well, Scar, the Lion King. a black mane like Scar. Mm -hmm. But uh, he just like rips these guys apart. Too, and obviously, it, too shreds. Like, it, like, it's a real lion, but was it like a dummy or something? I can't remember. No, I think it was the two guys actually. Yeah, they just threw those two guys in the lion and ripped them apart. Like, ah, whatever. We'll find I love how that lion doesn't even get killed or anything. They just become friends they at the end. They become friends at the end. <laughs> yeah, and earlier in the movie, when the family first arrives at the house, the lions are ripping apart a real zebra. <laughs> yep. And I don't think you actually see it die, but it's, you, it's part, head. It's head, and it, one of the lions is carrying its head into the house, and they're all on the floor of this house rolling around in its blood and it's all really happening. <laughs> Not the family, the lions. It wasn't like Tippy Hendren and Melanie Griffith being like, ah! The great thing is at the very the beginning day. when the dad's friend comes into the house, he's like, oh, you've done a lot with the place. You bought some new curtains and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and there's like 40 lions. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, this place is covered in zebra blood and guts all over the place. So I wouldn't show the, to this movie to people who don't like being frightened because it is a scary movie. It's very intense. Yes. It is intense and it's also very frustrating because you're like, why did these people do this? Why did they put themselves through <laughs> because this? Because we're rich! Yeah. Listen, when I start my hippo farm to prove that hippos <laughs> are safe... <laughs> Yeah. But Can you like, imagine that movie? It's like 40 hippos in a house. With my They're movie. really hungry. And the movie ends Listen, it's a tie in the Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> oh, the Hungry Hippos movie. That's a good idea. Do you think the creator... the creator of Hungry Hungry Hippos is like, I lost my arm. <laughs> but I was fighting the hippos. I need to show the world that they're dangerous. I'm going to make a game no, where they're hungry. That's to play Hungry Hungry Hippos with his other hand. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, he invented that game. You only need one hand. hand. <laughs> Alright, so the second movie that we watched. Wait, can I just first say before we go on to the second movie, I hate all the people who were involved in this movie. They're all idiots. Tippy <laughs> Hedron is an idiot. Oh, the whole family are idiots, irresponsible. The father, especially, is a fucking moron. You don't keep lines in your house and you don't make movies like this. I also wanted to say if you want to know more about the story behind the story of this movie, there's a really good video on YouTube by Good Bad Flex called Exploring Roar. There's going to be a link in the description. And it basically goes over the entire nightmare that this movie was for everybody involved, including the family and the lions and... Jan de Bont. Let's not forget the man. Oh, yeah, he his, takes like a good gas His career went on, though. <laughs> you speed too? Yeah. 
Do you think that he was like making speed too? He's like, it's not as bad it's as Raw. Well. Well. Yeah. Every day he would say that. Nothing could ever be as bad. Was that his last movie that he directed? No, because Tomb Raider uh, oh, Cradle of Life came out after that. that. Was the second Remember, Yann Devon was going to direct Meg for a long time, just never happened. Uh, and now he's no longer working. No, I guess not. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say he died. He directs, uh, when he directs Speed 2, Listen, Roar 2, come back. That's right. Roar would be amazing if it was all like puppet lions and like animatronic lions. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would be awful CGI. CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I could see working. Like, no. No, I, I could not. <laughs> I don't know. Would it be the same plot as Roar where they're being what attacked? Plots? <laughs> yeah. like, I am late to pick my family up at the airport. It Oops. Would, but, <laughs> exactly. Really is no plot. I don't know. I can see it working. Okay, well, let's talk about the film Whistle Plot Attack of the Beast Creatures. Right. Now, this is a movie that I've known about for a long time because I've seen pictures of it. Almost anybody on the internet has seen the photos of the titular monsters, which are these little doll things that look a lot like the creature in the last story of Trilogy of Terror. Yeah, the Zuni, Zuni dolls. Yeah, the Zuni fetish dolls. The Zuni dolls. That, that's immediately what I thought of, but when you told me about the movie, I'd never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up, you know, I sort of Googled it, and I'm like, shit, I've seen that creature before. I know that one. They're like a foot tall. They're red with this long kind of um, black blue, hair blue doll hair and they also have little black shorts <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, they don't want their packages and, and white teeth and like little white uh, uh like ping pong ball eyes, eyes. Yeah. Pong ball but their eyes. eyes are just all white they're kind of creepy looking but also kind of cute so this is a film that's a famous one for like the bleeding skull group aka people who love that kind of like shot on video stuff even though this is shot on film but it's filmmakers who made only one picture usually in their backyard of their hometown and that was it and this is that kind of film and you look up the film and it has this amazing poster of the the creature like giant in the air you see like a guy with his shirt ripped and like a woman around him on the side of a cliff and then you watch the film and it's shot in the forest yeah, in Stratford like people, Connecticut people throwing dolls at the actors <laughs> yes. from, from off screen now <laughs> Pretty much. what's the plot of this movie April <laughs> Uh, it's pretty simple. It's a group of people where they start off on a boat and then they're shipwrecked. I'm guessing it was some kind of cruise ship or I some kind of luxury liner because they're all wearing fancy clothing. Uh, well, remember what year it is. <laughs> 1925. 1920. 1920? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like the North Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they but it feels like some kind of tropical island. <laughs> yeah, even though it's clearly like the Canadian Shield. Evergreens. But they land on this island and everything seems good at first, but then these creatures attack them and it's just them trying to survive from the creatures. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like a death march as they're just continually like walking through this forest and no joke, monsters will just come out and just bite them over and over again. Yeah, we said it was kind of like Skull Island from the King Kong <laughs> movies or something. Because, it, you know, the first time they're kind of like... I was thinking of that. I was well, thinking of that during Roar, actually, because like, they're, <laughs> they're getting mauled and there's this like sad music playing. I was like, that's like Peter like, Jackson's... Yeah, this would be Peter Jackson's Skull Island. <laughs> yes, that is the Skull Island, <laughs> I remember. This <laughs> uh, Skull Island. We're going gonna to take this uh, over here. Oh, well, it's like Peter Jackson's in the room with oh, me. Yeah, yeah we're going to do... Uh, forget it. We're going to do this whole thing in uh, CGI. Peter Jackson, are you still sad from The Hobbit? Oh, uh, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. It's like one of 
the Flight of the Concord guys now. No, it's, it's okay, I'm gonna return to my Hobbit cave. Close enough. With my, That's close enough. With my 80 billion. Colin, voices. master of voices. What? Where did you see Peter? I just came back from the bathroom. Did you see Peter Jackson? <laughs> I wanted to ask him about that union busting law he made oh when he did God. the Hobbit. I, I think I, don't ask him about that. It's not. When is the Frighteners 2 gonna come out? That would be my follow up question. <laughs> Yeah. Jeffrey Combs, is he dead? Uh, I'm waiting for the lovely bones. <laughs> oh my God. That's the like, lovely bones with the Zed. Because <laughs> they're zombies this time. Oh. Anyway, so Attack of the Beast Creatures, it's these kind of, I want to say, community theater actors mm. walking through the woods. The only one I really remember is the main guy who has a mustache. Yeah, mustache man. I don't know man. any of their names. Uh, let's like not a... forget Morgan. Oh, oh Morgan, yeah, Morgan, the asshole. The guy <laughs> everyone hates who's like an old man. And at one point, the guy, another guy is like, I wish we left you in the water. <laughs> says, I'm upset because of all the souls on that boat. We chose you. We, you were the we one we saved. And Morgan, who looks like a seventh generation Henry Winkler, just kind of like storms off. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a miserable asshole old man. He was always complaining about stuff. So like, while this movie was playing on, we were like, oh man, just like in the backyard, is anything going to happen? But then, one of the characters went, water! <laughs> and he goes down to a stream. He's like, hey everyone, And, and water. he does what everybody does, just stick his face in the water. He immediately just dunks his entire it's face like in the water. like that scene in Prometheus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's his <laughs> face in front of the alien. He sticks his face in the water and then pulls it up and, uh oh, it's acid. <laughs> ah! Immediately, like melting, and the gore effects were so good. This is amazing. It this looks really good. It really perked us up because we were like, "Oh, this is going to be really boring or really crappy." Or like he pulls out his face, and like the skin is peeling off, and, and it's all like red and like yeah. go gooky and gooey. And does he turn into a skeleton? Yes, he does. Oh, everyone in this movie turns into skeletons. Well, listen, the they spent that sixty dollars <laughs> for that medical skeleton, and they're going to use it. And you can tell it's a medical skeleton because they have a close up of it. At one point it's got the the cranium has uh, clearly been cut off with like a bone saw and they have uh, metal screws i mean hinges they do kind of hint that the beast creatures are also doctors of course yeah. <laughs> so probably they did that or maybe it's their medical skeleton they just keep leaving uh, on the beach and stuff like that, I missed that. <laughs> yeah and it's like everyone that turns into the skeleton it's clearly the same one it's the perfectly bleached Mm. And sometimes it has a little bit of blood on it. Yeah, that's like right. That. But it's really funny. But it does have the metal uh, hinges on its head. So what was your favorite part of the movie, Colin? Uh, this movie, well, okay, I gotta say, it's the little creatures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, these guys, they're really funny, and when they attack people, it's obviously just somebody from off-camera, like, throwing them at the actors. But... There are a lot of chase scenes in the movie where the creatures are chasing everybody and they have these little low angle shots that look amazing and they kind of hide the creature's legs, but it's just the creature's torso, but their little arms are running. The their little... arms move. They're tattooing they're like... it. Yeah, they're like yeah. the, the T-1000. They run like the T-1000, so they have these little plastic arms that go... <laughs> Every time it happened, we all laugh. Yeah, and, and they have like a little pitter-patter sound effect like... <laughs> Even though it's in the woods, but it's either on a string or it's just a rod, but they made it look like they were running really fast. It looks really funny. <laughs> My favorite one was when it winds up. You can see it like, yeah, it starts it, running. It, it turns and stops and then it starts, <laughs> slowly starts running. Yeah, you can hear the, the guy going, action. And then it ramps up. What about you, April? What was your favorite part? I don't know if I could say my favorite part. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. Oh my god. I want to draw attention to the fact that this was supposed to take place in 1920, 
and none of the actors at all either look or sound like they're supposed to be from the 1920s. What do you mean, in black and white? Well, no, <laughs> but, like, there's no, like, slang. They hey! Kind of, <laughs> just, like, kind oh, of, those broads like, up there. The one guy has, like, We're a just full, going toward that green light. That's what I'm talking about. It's like a full, like, beard that was not at all of the time. <laughs> the one guy just had the cool mustache. The one guy had an ass guy, <laughs> cool I, I guess. But it just, it was, I don't even know what the point was. But the dames had the pearls. On, they they, had, they, nobody seemed like they were of that era, and I just don't know what the point was. Production value, April. <laughs> they went to the costume shop, they were having a sale on like 20s-ish outfits. Yeah. Ish. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have even known. They could have just been at a costume party. No, you need to pick something that you like. That's what we do on this podcast. I'll go next, though. <laughs> okay. And then we'll come back to you, okay. which is, I love that the director just commits to this premise. There is no humor in this film. No. Like, it is straight ahead. Look how scary this is. Mm -hmm. And the intensity of these attacks are hilarious. They're super gory. Yeah. And these little monsters are my favorite kind of creature attacks, which is that by themselves, they're not that dangerous. Like, they'll bite you and you'll be like, ah! You can just throw them off. You can just throw them off or, like, rip them off or as one character do, he bites him and, like, rips <laughs> them apart. He bites back. Uh, and then he falls in an acid pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when there's a hundred of them being thrown on you from off screen, yeah. that's when it gets intense. And the director just lets it linger on these shots of a hundred creatures is attacking three people. Oh, there's like oh, there are like eight people or eight creatures on one person. on one person, and they're just like, ah, God. And like the director, he does a good job of making it feel fast. Then he cuts to wides of everybody reacting, like, and it's that like Ed Wood magic where it's like you're gonna have to make the um, oh, octopus shake yourself. The actors totally sell this. <laughs> yeah. And there's that one scene. Remember the attack scene, the double attack. Scene. The double attack. Yeah. That, that was... just was unrelenting. It didn't end. There's a scene in the climax where like a guy's crawling out of a pit and he, a little creature jumps up and attacks him. And I looked at both of you and Colin and April were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he sold it. He was like, oh. Another one attacked the front of his face. Yeah, it jumps on his face. And then he falls back and eventually dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the actors are doing all the heavy lifting when it comes to the creature. But everybody's selling it. Like, there's a genuine um, genuity to it. Is that a word? Uh, <laughs> genuine gen genuity. Genuine genuity. <laughs> genuine genuity. Even though, like, the acting isn't great, they're playing it straight. And it's, when they're attacked by these monsters, it's kind of... It feels, it feels mm, real. You buy it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not when they're it. arguing at each other. Because yeah. then they're like... It's I mean, great. this gets the Matt Farley seal of approval <laughs> when it's like non-actors, like mm -hmm. giving it their all, which is that perfect cadence where it's like, hey, you really shouldn't be doing that right now because that's really dangerous. You're going to get us all killed. <laughs> that's right. But like some were better than others. But mm -hmm. um, okay, I know what my favorite part was. It was the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't um, even mention that. Right. Written by Vangelis. Yeah, the music was like this. Vangelis, John Carpenter a little well, bit. You said it was like Tangerine uh, Dream like tangerine or something. Dream. Someone aka falling asleep on their synthesizer. Yeah. And it, it like just it hitting was keys. It got, it got so trippy. Remember the opening credits? Yeah, it, it started like, off really very trippy. kind of dreamy and then it kind of round up as it went along and then by the end of the movie it was like a full on good night. Well, I think it was like... I, it was like... It was like... And it kind of kept, it just kept over and over like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but a movie like this, and I mean, kind of apples and oranges, but like Jungle Trap going back, 
that also had a similar kind of synthy score, and you really need it because if it was like a traditional strings, well, like the score in hmm. Roar, you know, which was done like some sort of the uh, score, score? it was like the, the war war score. It was like the Philharmonic. Yeah, yeah, it was. That would have sucked. <laughs> it was. It was, verse, it was good because it gave it this kind of like, which is again not 1920s, but whatever. Not the point. <laughs> April's like really yeah, stuck on that. Hung up on that show, but it made it a lot more interesting to watch and listen to. And did, well done to whoever did that. Story. You know what they to put it in the time period. It should have been. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to move off this movie without uh, mentioning the part that we couldn't stop ourselves from commenting on over and over again, which is that the main mustache character will always take a moment to mourn someone oh, yeah, dying. Does they're it's being like... attacked by these creatures? They're being chased. And yeah. he's like, no, go on ahead. Go off by yourself. I'm going to mourn this guy who is clearly dead. He gets down on the ground and was like, Phil, like, oh, no. no. Who tripped and landed on like the world's tiniest twig. The little twig. So I think they explained that the little guys set, kind of, like, set a trap or something. Yeah. But it's like this bigger fellow. And then he's like, whoa. And this tiny twig. But then it went right through him. Yeah. Apparently. And like the hero yeah. just sits there. Go ahead, uh, women, and yeah. get killed and attacked. Why I will mourn him. Killed. Every single time he abandons the women uh, or the sort of main group, somebody gets killed. At mm -hmm. least one person. And he's constantly leaving the group to either mourn someone <laughs> or go chase Morgan. You know what? That's just how real life plays out. Morgan turns into like a crazy zombie at one point. <laughs> That's he, right. He gets bitten by one of the creatures and gets infected. Yeah, his leg is holding him back. And then I thought it was going to be like a revenant type situation where they were like, his leg isn't getting any better. He keeps holding his back. He's like, I'll be fine. Well, one of the uh, guys goes, we're going to have to amputate. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> what? You have nothing. They, they have only have us take a creature and like use them to bite the leg off. All they have are, are their suit jackets and ties. <laughs> Or Which like, they will not take or, off. Or cufflinks. That's, an, that's another thing. They keep their cufflinks the, the guy's acting like, oh, it feels like a like skull island. This is in the North Atlantic. It's, it feels tropical, like it's tropical weather. That's You've been like, wearing the same tie. These guys are wearing their suit jackets buttoned up with their ties done <laughs> yeah. up to the collars. Listen, it's probably like November when they're shooting this movie. Clearly. They gotta stay good Or it's warm. like if they take off those clothes and it's like, well, how will people know if it's the 20s? <laughs> <laughs> they're not wearing suits. <laughs> Dear director of Attack of the Beast Creatures. The 1920s style of suits. Yeah, the, you're working into the dialogue. You're going, hey, how about them jitterbugs? <laughs> the jitterbugs. I love the flap, the flapping. The you know how easy it is to look up 1920s slang on like in 1985? Well, not that easy. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have computers back then. <laughs> well, you know, April gets a time machine. She's like, I just need to do one thing. You know I'm going to go back in time to see the director of Attack of the Beast Creatures. You know, what they, you know what they did have back in 1985? Books. Uh, old people. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the time when the beast creatures were around, oh, we used I to remember, wear an onion on our belts. I remember being trapped on an island with the beast creatures. <laughs> were there more beasts than creatures? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we were the beasts. That's true. I kept waiting for that to happen at the end that they're like, the real beast was man. Yeah. Twas no. beast that killed the creature. <laughs> 
find all the little beast creatures praying to like a tiki statue. Oh yeah, statue. that's right. There's like this gigantic statue. And you never really find out much about that. They're just like, oh my god, there's hundreds of them or something like that. That would have been something to explore. I think yeah, that was it really had, interesting. Like, blood on Listen, it. in our sequel, Attack of the Beast Creatures 2, oh the real 20s, yeah. written by April Lansky. <laughs> And we'll, uh, we'll perfect it. We'll make sure to throw in a lot of slay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into it. Maybe it'll be a prequel. Oh, like how they got there? Uh, so prequel like the 19, the 1910s? Listen. <laughs> World War One's around the corner. How are we going to deal with this? Oh, we got to battle the Hun. <laughs> yeah. Kaiser World Wilhelm. And we'll, I'll fix the movie. Because there's one thing that didn't happen in this movie that really bugged me. What was that? Uh, Beast Creature never burst out of someone's stomach. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> They never bit into someone's stomach either. I thought that when one was getting Morgan, I thought I saw intestines. Mm -hmm. But then later, he's just fine. Yeah. So I think that was just his bandage. They seem to always be going for the crotch as well, but you <laughs> yeah. never get any like crotch because, injury. Because they're tiny. Because they're small. Because yeah. they they're small? Yeah. That's where children go for, right? For the crotch. Oh, they just like, they reach up and get your knees. Who do you think made it? their little shorts? You think they made them for themselves? <laughs> and the big question also is how many of these puppets did they have? Because I'm one, very curious. About at that. one shot, I'm guessing we'd have to go back and count, but it looked like 15 at least. Yeah. But I feel that a lot of them is just a tuff of something and the Halloween hair yeah, to okay, make it okay. look they like a creature. Yeah. Um, and they also destroyed a couple of them in mm -hmm. the movie. Like I said, I think one guy like bit one's face off. They threw ones at the tree. And they explode when they yeah. hit the tree. Explode. They kind of broke apart. Yeah. Like the doll they are. I can tell you they have one skeleton. <laughs> yeah. I, know that, I know that for a fact. Characters are left dying and then they come back and they're just, just skeletons. <laughs> yeah. It was like every person that was dying towards the end. I was yeah. very disappointed though that they didn't like turn away and turn back and then someone was a skeleton. skeleton. Yeah. That never like happened. The acid bath and the fact that they were like, oh, what could eat a body that quickly? And they're like, Rats? No. <laughs> rats? Because we've only been gone for I mean, like, looking at the beast creatures, it would have probably taken them a few days to skeletonize someone. Not if there were that many, though, but... <laughs> at least 15. And they're vicious. Like, yeah, they're... They are. Are, yeah. Maybe they their are. shorts are too tight. Yeah, they're tenacious I can't remember. Massive. Did their teeth move? Yeah, yeah they do. Their mouth opens. Because they go... Yeah, their jaws... Like, That's the only point of articulation things. other than the little arms. Other than the T-1000 arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is their <laughs> mouth. <laughs> And I, I like that their hair was so long because when they're moving around, they're like moving around. It makes it look like they have movement because the hair is moving. <laughs> All right. So Attack of the Beast Creatures, unfortunately, does not have a deluxe DVD or Blu-ray edition, which, I mean, honestly, is a little bit surprising. And I have to chalk it up to maybe the director going, like, well, I don't want it to get out there. Like, I'm a little bit embarrassed by the movie. Because, like, there's so many companies like Vinegar Syndrome or mm -hmm. stuff like that would release a film like this, especially with shot on film. So the elements, if they still exist, could probably give a pretty good picture. Yeah, I mean, the, the copy we saw was... It, the it was quality crummy, was yeah. pretty bad. It yeah. was on YouTube. It was obviously a VHS It was rate. very contrasty. Mm -hmm. You can, especially in the night scenes, it was very hard to see uh, anything of <laughs> the night scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Around the quote-unquote campfire. Yeah, an easy way to do uh, night bad. sequences, have someone in front of blackness, a.k.a. the woods or wherever, set your exposure down, shine a bright light on them, and then if you have a campfire, shake your hand in front of the light to make okay. it look yeah, like it's just, flickering. Just have like a flashlight shining at the actors and then just move your hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and it also was long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a long, a long time. time. Yeah. And where can people get Roar, even though we mentioned it? Well, it's available on Blu-ray. I picked it up at a very nice 
film bazaar that was happening in Toronto a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the What the couple, Film Bazaar. Okay. I got it at Bay Street Video. But you should go there if you live in Toronto. Exactly. You can get it online. I think it was like 30-something dollars. Yeah, you can but get it on Amazon. There's a bunch of special features on it, and it's the only copy I've ever seen. But So I don't, I don't know if it... Like about the restoration quality but it looked really good and like we mentioned before like vistas and stuff there's some beautiful scenery in it so i think it would definitely benefit from a, a blu-ray purchase. yeah and the blu-ray has like commentaries one of the actors it's got over a lot of, it yeah it's got some features it, yeah it's like the ultimate edition of that like, movie as far as restorations go it's not one of those ones like wow look at yeah it's know, as good as it's ever it's gonna fine. look yeah i, I think so but it's a type of movie where it is seeing is believing mm -hmm. because yeah. it's not the funnest movie to watch because it's very stressful watching people get attacked by lions it is really stressful it is you'll never see anything like it yeah, yeah. And I, I, the thing i had heard about it ahead of time was watch it with a group of people mm -hmm. and uh, even though there was only three of us it was still like i'm so loud it's, it's like 10 people yeah it's like the shock <laughs> value of it and like i said so seeing is believing so i would definitely recommend it I thought it was it was really good. <laughs> All right, so where can people find you, Colin? Uh, me? Uh, hopefully they don't know my address. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Zima, S-T-T-Z-I-M-A. You can find me on Twitter at April Edmansky and on Instagram. And for me, you can find me on Twitter. It's DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, and then the letter J. On Letterboxd, Justin DeClue. Same spelling of my last name. Also, I have to advertise that the film I directed... Teddy Bomb is now available on Amazon Prime if you're in the U.S. and Canada. I don't think I April was, is in it. I thought it was called Upgrade. No. No. <laughs> Zing. No. Actually, it's not available in Canada. Only in the U.S. and U.K. You finished it before we met. Oh. I, I believe. Okay, Well, yeah. you were finishing it, I think, when, when, when mm -hmm. we met. But it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. And how many commentaries are on the Blu-ray, which you should also purchase? <laughs> oh, so if you see the movie and you're like, I want to buy the Blu-ray to get teddybomb.com, there's 10 commentary tracks. <laughs> 10 commentaries, people. Whoa! If you're like, man, I wish I could hear Justin talk with a whole bunch of people for 15 hours. Boom, you buy that Teddy Bomb Blu-ray. And you can see short films that April is in on that Blu-ray. That's true. There's special features and there's commentary on those short <laughs> yes. films, special features. And by seeing uh, Teddy Bomb, you'll see the movie that Upgrade is based on. <laughs> oh, thing. in shade. Yeah, I'm Upgrade. Sure, sure A film that was barely released in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> seen that yet, but I'm very curious to see it. It looks good. It looks fun. Yeah. I can't see it. Too close. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's right. too close. And also, we are now on iTunes, so you can find <laughs> us on SoundCloud, but if you are a user of Apple devices, you can just search for our name oh. and search uh, No Such Thing as a Bad Movie, and you can find us on there. Uh, please subscribe and... Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. And you can send us questions <laughs> at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. That's right. Such a long title. I wrote it out, I'm like, should I put podcast at the end? No, I did not. Too long, too long. It's already too long. But uh, if you want to send us questions or suggest uh, movies we should watch, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. You can just tweet at us, too. Yeah, you can tweet at us, or, too. Or tweet at us. And that's it for the episode. My name is Justin McClue. I'm Colin Cunningham. And I'm April Atmansky. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.